Welcome to Share Truth Apply Scripture. I am Jordan Shambly. I am joined by Cedra Sarton. Hey. Hey. How's it going? I, I'm fine. How are I'm, you? I'm I'm great. <laughs> I'm here and it's a beautiful day. It's a little chilly. It's kind of snowy too. I was surprised to wake up and see tiny little snowflakes in the air. Mm-hmm. It was not in the forecast. I mean, it wasn't enough to to require being in the forecast or anything, but it was just... Yeah. Well, I surprise. stepped outside. I was like, well, can't go anywhere. Yeah. No. I'm just <laughs> Close downtown. Well, that's uh, the way it is around here, though. Yeah. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just going to throw this out there real quick before we get yeah. too far in that people can uh, find us and mm-hmm. anything that we do. You can go to engagemagazine.net or you can go to afa.net slash the stand to find some yes. of our content there. And uh, if you want to share anything with us, if you have a prayer request or a topic, yes. a possible topic, mm-hmm. please email us at engagefaq at afa.net. That is right. Can't wait to hear from you. Uh, this is uh, one of my favorite episodes that we do. We have Chris <laughs> Woodward from American Family News on. Yeah. Thank you very much. I got it. We got to hurry this up. If we have snow, I got to go get my bread and milk. <laughs> right. Exactly. Gotta <laughs> one make of the greatest mysteries in life is why there's a run on bread and milk. Yeah. Well, the thing about uh, the way things are going right now is that they may already be out of that before, you know, no, oh, you know, yeah, yeah. It, they've been out of stuff. The other day, uh, I was headed to my mom's house and she called and she's like, hey, can you stop and get a box of crackers? And I'm like, I might. Anyway, and I <laughs> There are no crackers, and there are no. And I looked, and most of the bread was gone. And I was like, "Do you want to eat your chili with Cheez-Its? Because that's the crackers that I'm finding." <laughs> Doesn't and, sound bad to me. Like get, empty shelves yeah. already. You don't have the goldfish. You have the whales. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That's, oh, that, that's the cheaper alternative. That's what I grew up on. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I did too. So uh, hopefully, hopefully, when you do go for your bread and milk, that there's already some there. And, yeah. <laughs> your childhood was not complete in Sunday school if you didn't have the whales for mm-hmm. lessons involving Jonah. Oh, absolutely. Every yeah, we time. were not that coordinated. I'm yeah. sorry. Oh. <laughs> it was animal crackers or nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Eat it. Be content. Right. Well, right. that was for that was for knowing the art. That was when you bring out the animal crackers. Sure, yeah. That was just for every Sunday. But Okay. Anyway, so um for those of you who don't know, we don't just talk about snacks on this show. <laughs> um we have Chris on uh occasionally right. every month to uh go over the uh, headlines of the mm-hmm. news, the things that we really, really need to be in the know about right. and uh, praying about. So, Chris, I think most of us kind of know mm-hmm. the big stuff, but what what, what do you want to start off well, with? Well, you mentioned prayer, uh, and that's certainly something we've talked a lot about on the uh, segments that have appeared on this program. And certainly we need to be in prayer for people in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of organizations and people are urging prayer for Ukraine, um, for those that maybe have not been in the know this week. Russia invaded Ukraine, Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, President Biden and other world leaders have denounced that, said they're going to impose big sanctions. That may hit us economically at some point uh, in the coming days or weeks. But we do need to be in prayer for people uh, in Ukraine. You know, while we might face some higher gas prices or things like that, they literally don't know what the future holds for them. They don't know what tomorrow is going to look like, which is why we should be in prayer for them. Uh, FRC this week, Family Research Council, went so far as to publish a prayer guide for Ukraine. And they've got a couple of uh, things here, just uh, tips on what you can do uh, in your time of prayer with the Lord. 
Number one, pray for the people of Ukraine. Pray for wisdom for world leaders as they respond to the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Pray that churches and Christian ministries in Ukraine would be equipped and ready to help in the event of a humanitarian emergency. And then also uh, pray for a change of heart for Russian leaders, that they would turn from war and aggression and choose peace. And certainly we should all pray for peace and uh, the expansion of freedom. Uh, I did not realize this until Tony Perkins had pointed it out on Thursday on his uh, show Washington Watch, which you can hear on American Family Radio. Um, Tony pointed out that Ukraine is responsible for a lot of the missionaries in Europe. Mm. Uh, and I, I didn't realize that. I've always heard that there was a big uh, Christian presence there, uh, kind of after the Soviet Union fell apart and freedom yeah. returned to Eastern Europe. Uh, there was a big uh, movement um, to try to get churches established over there. And Ukraine was one of the places where, praise God, um, missionaries were successful. So that's why there is a lot of uh, Christians over there today. And, you know, uh, followers of Christ that have, uh, you know, gotten saved and um, all that, you know, they are our brothers and sisters, uh, brothers and sisters yeah, yeah. In, uh, in Christ. And so we should certainly be prayer, uh, praying for them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, something that I um, was, you know, happy to see um, was there, there are all these videos online right now of people flooding the streets of Moscow mm-hmm. um, in protest. Um, I mean, to, you know, great detriment to themselves. I mean, like they're being hauled off, you know, because in, in Russia, they don't, you don't really have the freedom of speech. You don't have the freedom of expression, sure. the freedom to say no to the government. Um, so I I would say as well, pray for the, the people of Russia who know that this is wrong mm-hmm. and for them to be able to take what action that they can as well um, against this, you know, this terrible thing that's happening. But yeah, um, absolutely. So we'll put a uh, link in the show notes to that, mm-hmm. um, the, the ways to pray for the Ukraine. Yeah, absolutely. One way that you can kind of remember how to pray, uh, and I don't want to, you know, get us into a pattern of we have to pray this way. The Lord doesn't, you know, want to hear repetitive prayers sure. necessarily. Um, but one way to remember how to pray for Ukraine or anything is to remember the word acts, A-C-T-S, mm. adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. Mm-hmm. Thank God that we have the freedoms that we have here. Um, you know, we, we oftentimes complain about things, and there's a time for complaining. Uh, but our, our issues really uh, fail to compare to uh, what people in Ukraine or even Russia, mm-hmm. and a lot of uh, countries uh, in Eastern Europe, uh, certainly parts of Asia, you know, and it, it kind of puts things into perspective. So, you know, praise God, thank Him for the things that we have, ask Him to forgive you of, you know, your faults, um, your sins, but you know, segue into uh, remembering other people in prayer. Yeah, for absolutely, sure. absolutely. Uh, yeah, so we will have a link to that in the show notes of this episode mm-hmm. if you want to Go to engagemagazine.net, uh, the cl- click the link at the top that says radio. Uh, the latest podcast episode should be this one uh, by the time you're listening to it, and uh, the link will be there if you want to check that out and share that with your family. Um, do, what's the, what, what, what do you want to cover next? Well, let's, do, uh, let's keep it in kind of the pro-life realm. We've yeah. talked about how a lot of people in our age range and uh, younger folks are pro-life, and we're certainly um, mm-hmm. proud of that fact. A lot of people kind of write us off as youngins, mm-hmm. and uh, you know we don't know what we're talking about, and we're just bunch of whippersnappers and uh, stuff like that. Uh, A lot of millennials and Gen Zers are Mm -hmm. pro-life, and certainly um, something to keep in mind that's going to be coming up in a few days. The U.S. Senate is going to be taking up a vote on a bill that would legalize abortion on demand. Mm. codifying Roe versus Wade. Mm. Uh, you know, Roe versus Wade was that Supreme Court ruling long before we were born, and it allows for abortion 
uh, in all 50 states. Mm-hmm. So the, uh, the Supreme Court back in the 70s uh, legalized abortion nationwide. And uh, a lot of liberals are wanting to basically take that ruling and turn it into a bill mm. that would put it in writing, abortion is legal, regardless yeah. of what you say or think about it or whatnot. And the uh, U.S. Senate is going to be voting on this on Monday. A lot of people and organizations are speaking out against this AFA action, mm-hmm. the politically active arm of American Family Association, mm-hmm. sent out some information this week uh, asking people to contact their senator and tell them to vote no mm-hmm. on this bill. Uh, Students for Life is one of the organizations out there uh, trying to uh, get people to engage mm-hmm. uh, with their senators and tell them you know, how to vote on this particular issue. A lot of people are going to be in prayer mm-hmm. about this. And we talked about this one time when I was on here a few segments ago. Um, you know, God is pro-life. Mm-hmm. God, God wants us to have children. He wants us to, um, you know, raise children for him. He doesn't want us to prevent children from coming to him. One of the things that prevents all that is abortion, right? Which is why a lot of um, you know believers in Christ are working hard on a daily basis praying and trying to support uh, pregnancy resource centers and organizations like ours uh, that do try to uh, make sure that we are as pro-life as possible. A lot of people, you know, they really want Roe versus Wade completely scrapped. Other people, in their own opinions, want maybe some rules and regulations put in there. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, Monday's vote is not likely to pass. But uh, politicians don't often take no for an answer, so they will definitely be back again if this vote on Monday does not pass. Yeah, and and this is one of those issues. There are, there are a lot of issues where I may say, well, I guess we can agree to disagree, and this is one where I don't feel like you can be moderate on. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, if you look at things one way or another, if you if you were on the opposite side of what we believe and what we think is right, then you're seeing people like try to quote unquote strip your rights away, which of course I don't believe it is your human. Like I don't believe it's your right as a human to be able to strip the rights of an unborn child. Mm -hmm. And on our end, we see abortion for what it is. And that is the killing of innocent children. And you really can't just stand and be like, let's agree to disagree. Right. I mean, maybe you can stop an argument if you know that it's not going to be beneficial and sure. it's just going to create hatred and anger in mm-hmm. the moment. But, um, but like mm-hmm. to to say, well, let's agree to disagree. I don't know. You can't. I don't really feel like you can be moderate on this. Yeah, and topic. it's getting to the point I've seen from <clears throat> you know just people in the streets. Uh, getting to the point where many pro life or I'm sorry, uh, pro abortion uh, people don't really care anymore about whether or not this is a human being. You know, they don't really care anymore mm-hmm. whether or not abortion is killing a human being. It, and we've, we're getting to that point now where people are so desensitized and so just like, I don't want to say far gone, but mm-hmm. like they're, they, they've gotten to the point where they're so detached from it that it has no effect on them mm-hmm. anymore. Sure. Yeah, and, and, and it's, you know, whatever right that they believe that they have in that regard outweighs the fact that they have to kill someone to attain that right yeah. and to, to live that out. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 definitely a spiritual battle. It's not, no longer just a battle of convincing people right. um, because some, sometimes that even that doesn't do anything. You really, th- yeah. This needs prayer. Yeah. It really does. And, mm-hmm. and as far as people have this idea, like I have the right to do whatever I want to do, uh, you you have the free will to mm-hmm. do whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. 
that doesn't mean you're completely free of consequences mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for those actions. Mm-hmm. I heard an interesting uh, comment recently from Kristen Hawkins uh, with Students for Life. It was on the morning of the March for Life, which was a month ago or so. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was talking to EWTN about the need to get more men involved uh in the pro-life movement. And she went on to make the point that, you know, oftentimes we view this or treat this only as the woman's issue and men don't have a say. Mm-hmm. Um, now, certainly a, a man doesn't have a say over a woman's body, sure. but uh, we do all need to be involved as much as possible uh, and, and to be as vocal in these situations because if we don't put a change to this now, I mean, you know, millennials and Gen Z are going to be the main voting block in the not-too-distant future. Millennials mm-hmm. are already up there with Gen Zers, mm-hmm. um, Gen Xers, I should say, uh, in terms of voting size. We need to be active now because we're the ones that are going to be paying the repercussions yeah. for a lot of the things mm-hmm. in the not-too-distant future. And I know we're kind of we, – we try to stay as spiritual as possible on these segments, but economically – we can't have the things that we want right now as a country if we don't have a population in yeah. a few decades. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Like, good luck paying for free college <laughs> yeah. and all these other things that politicians want to, you know, dangle out there in front of us right. uh, as a way for us to vote for them. So yeah. there's yeah. a lot of um, there's a lot of things that will happen uh, mm-hmm. if we continue to uh, kill, you know, uh, future citizens yeah. of these United States there, of America. There are certainly consequences. And two, I think... It could be important or it could be helpful for Christians who want to engage in these matters with with people, you know, just, you know, person to person to 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 kind of admit like, yes, like if a woman doesn't want to be pregnant, she shouldn't be forced into. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, but the solution is not abortion. Right. Right. So, like, Mm -hmm. we agree that there is a problem. Sure. If 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 a woman doesn't want to be pregnant, she shouldn't get pregnant right we agree on that problem mm-hmm. the the solution is what we disagree on yeah. the solution by the way right. being abortion being very evil mm-hmm. and there's one prevailing myth that's been out there for a long time that a woman can't have a career and children oh, and it's totally goodness. false i could name 10 women right now off the top of my head that are very active yeah very successful exactly and they're raising kids on top of doing it uh, i know a lot of people at the heritage foundation mm-hmm. uh independent women's forum uh even students for life chris and hawkins has like four or five children mm-hmm. and she's still out there mm-hmm. on television on radio in print uh doing all kinds of things sometimes with her children with her uh you know so yes you can have a family and a career don't believe everything you see and hear somebody tell you it's hilarious that that myth is propagated under the idea of feminism to me Mm -hmm. because it's literally the opposite it's it's depowering women to say hey men can have children and have a job but you can't because you're a woman Mm -hmm. and it's like isn't that the opposite of what you want you know to say as a feminist you know you want to you want to be able to say no. You can have a job or you can have a career and children. Yeah, you know. Well, I mean, <laughs> and it, there's also a lot of the. It started with your. You're not a feminist if you stay home mm-hmm. and take care of your family right. either. And it's like, okay, let's put the word feminist. Just put it away. Yeah, because that doesn't mean it. anything anymore. Apparently. It doesn't mean anything anymore. <laughs> right. Like you're not you're not a strong, independent woman if you stay home and take care of your family. And mm-hmm. there's these women who mm. who I follow a lot of people on social media who mm. uh, 
who are like trying to like push that idea back. Yeah. Like the like younger girls, girls good bit younger than me who have gotten married and their husbands, you know, do well enough that they don't need her to have a job. Yeah. Like one particular social media influencer, she doesn't need to work. Mhm outside of the home so she doesn't and she chooses to stay home and she takes care of the home and she puts a lot of work and effort into mm-hmm. doing that and keeping things running and like her you know she speaks on how her family has kind of like like you know pushed her down and mm-hmm. and and look and they look down upon her because she chooses to not right. uh have like a quote-unquote career and uh, you know there's nothing wrong with you staying home either mm-hmm. Yeah, right. exactly, exactly. So, yeah, that should be something that we we put out there as well as like we do want to, you know, empower women to to ha- have children. Mm-hmm. You know, if if they choose to have children, have children. And we we live in a time, and I think that the lockdowns and the Zoom meetings and everything has kind of proven it. Like, pretty much everybody can work from home at this point. Oh yeah, yeah. So. There's yeah. really nothing that that that's definitely a myth these days is sure. that you can't have a family and a yeah. career. <laughs> and, you know, I don't have to tell anybody this, but don't believe and I've already said this, but mm-hmm. don't believe everything you see and hear. Yeah, uh, even if it's from someone from a quote unquote and I'm using air quotes, mm-hmm. trusted source. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh you know, uh, every, some people are just wrong yeah. uh, sometimes <laughs> and that's why we're right. that's why we're here to uh, to try to let you know the truth about mm-hmm. things. Um I want to mention one other topic because yeah. we live in a very divided time, mm-hmm. uh, perhaps the most divided era uh, of our nation's history since maybe the Civil War. Mm-hmm. Um but uh in recent days, uh President Biden uh named his Supreme Court nominee uh, it's Katanji Brown Jackson. Uh, she will replace the retiring justice Stephen Breyer. He announced several weeks ago he was going to be retiring at the end of this term. Um, Brown Jackson is going to have to be uh, confirmed mm-hmm. by the Senate, uh, but we have a divided Senate right now, and it is a midterm election year. Uh, mm-hmm. Brown Jackson is an African American female, and. The fact that President Biden months ago, really when he was running for president, said he was going to nominate a black woman for the Supreme Court justice. Some people took issue with that, including uh, black organizations. There's an organization uh, called Project 21, and they uh, they are a network of black conservatives. That's how they refer to themselves. And uh, Horace Cooper, one of their spokespersons, uh, told us uh, at AFN.net that, you know, a president shouldn't pick someone solely based on race and gender. Mm. Uh, but President Biden seems to think it is time to have a black woman on the Supreme Court. Um, and Republicans uh, are going to be responsible for helping vet uh, this individual. Some of them are saying, you know, we shouldn't have someone based solely on race and gender. And and there was an ABC News poll uh, about a month or six weeks ago uh, in which a majority of Americans said, hey, you know, a president should pick someone for uh, – they should pick all – they should consider everybody for a mm-hmm. position, not just uh, somebody that might check a few boxes. I bring all this up because, again, we are a divided country. Mm-hmm. Uh, we shouldn't be, uh, but we are. And so let us pray just as we're praying for Ukraine and praying for peace and wisdom. Let's remember to be in prayer for our legislators, for the president, uh, to pray for uh, Katanji uh, Katanji Brown-Jackson. She's going to have to um, answer some really tough questions on where she falls on various issues, including abortion. Mm -hmm. Roe versus Wade is always one of the first questions that a Supreme Court nominee is asked. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, 
let's just remember to be in prayer for peace yeah. and wisdom. Uh, you know, news outlets are going to um, work all kinds of different angles to try to get viewers, uh, to mm-hmm. try to get viewers, to try to get clicks. Uh, you know, when you see something pop up on your news feed, uh, sometimes that headline is worded in such a way to get you to click on the article. Okay. Yes. Yes. So, um, you know, read all the article, uh, stay informed about this issue, and again, to be in prayer as often as possible. Pray without ceasing over all these things, I guess yeah. is what I'm trying to say. And while you're reading those articles as well, try to shop around for other articles from other pos- uh, positions yes. on the issue to get a fuller picture because, mm-hmm. um, you know, there, there, there aren't any news sources out there that don't have an angle and uh, with the best of intentions. Like Mm -hmm. if I started a news source, I would have an angle. Like that's just because I'm a human. Right. Yeah. I I do that. Yeah. Um, So you want to have multiple sources. You want to have multiple angles. You want to have a Christian one, which is why I would suggest go read, you know, Chris Woodward's articles on AFN. Thank you. But, um, but absolutely like you want to have the full picture. Don't, don't, um, to get swept up in the reactionary, you know, hailstorm of, you know, click grabbing you know, yes. articles. Just mm-hmm. you know, keep your keep keep a rational mind. Uh, yeah. Dig in, look for different pr- positions, and pray about. Yeah, it. news outlets. <laughs> uh, you know, as much as they will try to say it's about you and informing you and being right and fair and all these other things, news outlets um, for of uh, for profit news outlets mm-hmm, mm-hmm. are a business. And you are the potential customer. Yeah. And they will do things, much like a store will put shiny objects in the window to try to get your attention. News outlets will do the same exact yes, thing. I've absolutely. worked in television. I've worked in radio. Uh, I've worked uh, in a, a lot of different um, – I've you know done things for different platforms, mm-hmm. uh, and it's 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 all meant to get your attention. Sometimes for the best of intentions, mm-hmm. they want to inform you, they want to let you know what this person says, uh, but sometimes it's to lure you in, yeah, uh, and to get you hooked on it, so that way you're all mad and you know yelling at the TV, and, and you might click some more articles, right? And you're no longer <laughs> talking to your aunt at you know Thanksgiving because she voted for this person and supports that issue, right? Yeah. The thing is, is when you have a lot of people seeing that article, you have a lot of different methods of spreading news. You mm-hmm. have the ones who read the clickbait title and see the photos, the very strategically mm-hmm. done mm-hmm. photos, <laughs> and that's all the information they need. They just run with that, right. and they go and they spread their news, Yeah, and they didn't read the article or anything like that. So yeah. uh, let's not do that. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's kind of scary how easily we can make huge decisions about what we believe, you know, based on some carefully scripted titles mm-hmm. and pictures. Yeah. Like and I and I'm I'm guilty of that. Goodness. Um I see a bad a, a bad angle of a politician. I'm like I obviously oh, yeah. don't like that one. Yeah. Like he looks bad in that pic. My my subconscious brain is just like, yeah, don't vote Man, for him. I'm convinced <laughs> there is somebody at, you know, news outlet X, yeah. whatever it may be, that's their sole job is to find the picture that matches this yeah. angle. Because if it's an article making fun of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, sure. okay, the picture they're going to put with it is where she's making a goofy face yeah. or looking stupid. Oh, every um, time. Yeah, CNN. Obviously anti-Trump, yeah. uh, and and they'll put a, a picture of angry or doofus-looking Trump or whatever yeah, yeah, on there yeah, yeah. to try to match what it is that they're trying <laughs> to tell you uh, that story is about. Right. Yes, and when you are in the news that often, that much, mm-hmm. there are good and bad angles. The, every photo imaginable is out there, yeah. you know, of, <laughs> of your face making whatever face. There are good ones, there are bad ones, and so, yeah. Yeah. Plenty available. <laughs> there's one. There's one like reoccurring picture of AOC mm-hmm. uh, as she 
is called, uh, where she's wearing like this little, I don't, I call it the Sergeant Pepper jacket, where <laughs> she's, it's like this military or yeah. band uniform coat and it's got a bunch of buttons and like she's putting on her little John Lennon-esque <laughs> eyeglasses or whatever. And that's the one that I've seen a lot of people use when it's an anti-AOC article. Oh, that's a great yes. one. Um, but yeah, we do want to remember to pray for these issues uh, for the Supreme Court nominee mm-hmm. um, that, you know, regardless of why she was nominated, regardless of whether or not she's, you know, even confirmed by the Senate, which we want to pray for guidance for the senators. Mm-hmm. Um, I do believe that God can use her for great things. Yeah. And, um, you know, God guides the heart of the kings. And if he guides the heart of the kings, he guides the heart of the judges. And so uh, exactly. definitely it's not a reason to be... Uh, thrown into depression or, you know, you know, have dark thoughts about the future of America. But, you know, let's pray about it. Let's see what God has in store. Yeah. So we have like a couple more minutes here. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to be sure that we cover anything that that you had. If you had any stories that we wanted to cover before we yeah. sure. were done. Well, we were talking about, uh, you know, bread and milk. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, uh, inflation has been an issue. Uh, it's going to continue to be an issue, perhaps through the rest of the year. And that's difficult to say. It's something I know a lot of listeners don't want to hear because it's, you know, the end of February, beginning of March, and we're talking about, you know, food prices uh, being mm-hmm. higher and higher. Uh, supply chain, still an issue with COVID. Uh, there's been a worker shortage, and all these things are contributing to, um, you know, bread and milk yeah. and everyday items not being there or being more expensive. Certainly, uh, the price of electricity is going up. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are all difficult things that are affecting everybody, regardless of uh, age or demographic. Uh, and I think maybe it would be an opportunity uh, for us to, you know, if if you can. Uh, to maybe help out uh, somebody, yeah, you know, just pick somebody. If you know somebody in your neighborhood, if you know somebody in your church, uh, they could use a little something to help them get by. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, be, be kind to everybody because everybody's going through something, and something a lot of people are going through is not really knowing how to make ends meet yeah. right now. Um, you know, both parents in a household might be working, but, you know, um, you don't realize one of the children might have a medical need yeah. or there's a prescription that they need filled, but they don't necessarily have it because they just paid $30 more for gas and the mm-hmm. electric bill was far more than it should be because mm-hmm. it was cold last week. Mm-hmm. All these kinds of things are ways for you to um, engage with somebody, to be a blessing to somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they ask you, why are you doing this uh, to me? Certainly, if you come out of nowhere and you just want to be helpful to them, and they ask you, "Why are you helping me here?" You know, uh, you know, be prepared with an answer. Tell them, yeah. you know, tell them about Jesus. Tell them what He's done for you. All these little things could be moments that God is using you for to share truth and share, you know, to apply Scripture mm-hmm. in those instances. Absolutely. Well, thank you for that reminder. We do want to uh, apply the Scripture in our lives and live out the gospel. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for being on with us, Chris. Thank you. And uh, until next week, guys, continue to share truth and apply scripture.